Welcome to the sixth episode of the Making a Mark Wrestling Podcast. This episode, we moved on to WWE's indie alternative show, NXT, which is designed to be, you know, an alternative to the sort of indie promotions that are out there, like Ring of Honor and stuff, but run under the WWE banner. And it also serves as like a feeder system into WWE where people can get experience work on their promos, work on their wrestling, before getting moved up to the main roster. The match we watched was Johnny Gargano vs Andrade Cien Almas from TakeOver Philadelphia. Laura, what were your overall thoughts on the match? I was, I was not gonna lie, I was into it for a while, like at the top, and it started out pretty positive, and then... It just, like, hit a point around the end where a lot of the common problems I have with certain wrestling matches were starting to, like, come up and get exasperated. Like, oh my god, this feels like it's been going on forever. They've almost been each other a million times. Can this just end? And some of the whole, like, oh, we're gonna do sneaky things while the ref isn't looking, that just bugs me because I'd rather just be a straightforward match. But then... Then some just nonsense happened at the end that just dropped like so much. I was just completely like, "All right, now I'm done. I don't give. I don't give a shit who wins anymore. I'm just so annoyed, and I like all enjoyment gone after that point. And I'm pretty sure you can probably predict what that point was if you know me. Yeah, I can pretty much predict <laughs> lost interest. Yeah, beware. We've like. For views, decided to have a fucking cat fight between Johnny's wife and this dumbass bitch who thinks she's so important and acting like she's a coach from the sidelines, which all she's doing is literally being Navi from Ocarina of Time, going, hey, listen, to Andradis, and literally screaming, just like, get him, listen, go there, he's down. I'm like, you're not giving any specific advice, woman. You're not helping. You're just making a fool of yourself. Can you just go sit down, take some Adderall, take a chill pill, and just let things go on? And then, of course, like, half of me was like, yes, I when Johnny's wife came out and just started beating the shit out of her and chased her out of the arena, I was like, yes, good, drive this bitch away. But then I was like, oh, no, but that's the point. That's what they wanted. I just hate seeing, like, obviously, like, women wrestlers have their own, like, uh, shows, their own bracket where they get to shine and do their thing. And it's less of a, we're going to play on these really... In my opinion, negative cliches for women. It's like you literally, they're reduced to hot, hot girls to have a cat fight for views for this. Just, oh, it just, it just felt so gross and so scummy. And I mean, you did sort of totally buy into it by hating the person you're supposed to hate. And then when the other woman beats her up and like, yeah, fuck her. Like, yeah. And if it, had, it. if it had been like a, a man and a woman or like two guys like if it had been say like two guys who are maybe allies or like partners of them who got involved sure but because just because it was like women the added layer of we're gonna have two really attractive women like there's a reason why the cliche someone calls catfight and a lot of like all the heteronormative like bro mentality males will come out and watch like there was actually a moment in my undergrad um, my friend and I got into a fight, and just as a joke, my roommate yelled out the into the hallway of our residence, cat fight, within seconds, like, f like five or six guys all, like, crowding in our doorway to watch me and my friend, like, fight each other, just because this, this weird trope and this cliche that exists. But yeah, so... One of, one of the things I really liked about, uh, one of the things I really like about, like, 
um, Candice Laredo, the one who jumped over, mm-hmm. was that she wasn't wearing like a skimpy outfit. She was wearing just sort of normal clothes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she wasn't like a sort of. It definitely could have been whereas, far worse. Where, yeah, whereas the other one, that is part of her shtick, is that she is hot. You know, she is. Like, uh, yep. Do you want to hear a really dumb comment I once heard? I was sure. reading um, a wrestling thread on Reddit, and someone said that Candice LeRae is too ugly to get far in WWE. Right, like, and it's like if that's too ugly, what the, the rest of us should just walk around with paper bags on our heads. Like, I know. I was like, God, have you, have you looked at her recently? <laughs> like, what? And I guarantee you, the guy posting that, I'm like, well, okay, well, let's see who you're dating. Like, I bet you they're not some supermodel, male, female, or otherwise. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, people can be total scumbags at times. Um, so before we get into more sort of details on like notes and stuff. Uh, what star rating would you give the match? One. A whopping one. Like I said, that, that whole catfight moment took like two, at least two whole stars off on its own. But then also, like, because I have watched a tiny bit of NXT before one night with my boyfriend because he is into wrestling. So I'd actually seen Johnny Gargano before. I, I don't remember who he was wrestling that, that the promotion we watched, but I'd seen him. I was like, I know that guy. Um... The same thing as when we were watching, I was like, oh my god, why is this not over already? Like, all of wrestling kind of does that for, you know, drive up the tension and the whole, they will all get really close to a victory. And a, but something about NXT just feels like they either do it a bunch more times so it starts to bug me, or maybe it's just done in a way that bugs me. I don't know what it is, but it makes... That match felt longer than any of the ones we've watched, even though I asked you about time. It was pretty short. Like, we've definitely watched some longer I, things. I feel... Um, so, for context, for people who obviously aren't watching it with us, normally when we watch, we just watch the match and there's no interruptions. But this match, the site we were watching it on, had advert breaks. And the advert breaks were a minute long and happened every, like four minutes but like that wasn't even it though like i i know but i can't help but feel that contributed something to it because i even felt it like i i watched that match before and i loved it but when i watched it this time i was like this is taking forever well maybe (laughs) and maybe like i'm sure that might have maybe made it a bit more noticeable but like i said the one other time i watched nxt promotions i felt the same thing and we were watching it without ads we were watching it like live comparing it to the like new japan match we watched that one was really long wasn't it yeah that one was pretty long but like there was no pinfalls for like almost the entire match yeah that's what i mean and so it didn't bug me like it's if they're gonna wrestle for a long time and show off their athleticism and like do some cool moves and choreography that's fine but it's the fact that nxt seems to have just so many pinfalls so many moments and even the commentators are playing it like we're about to have a new champion and then we don't and i'm like for fuck's sakes can we just could someone just decide to win already? Because that's also what it is. By the end, yeah. they both are playing up the, oh, we're so injured, we're so tired, we're so... And, like, both of them at times look like they're completely, like, out to lunch. Like, they're like they're a vegetable. Like, they've been completely knocked senseless, but their eyes are still open. And then come back with more things. Whereas if they were, like, just doing a bit more wrestling and less, like, crawling around the arena looking dazed and pulling out a split second of like power and yeah I've, some I, moves. I do agree with you here that i feel like obviously at a certain point you've got to go into like exhausting mode you know what i mean yeah like, that has to happen towards the end of the match you have to start seeming exhausted 
but I feel that they did it too early in this. Like, it yeah. literally feels that they did it in the first 10 minutes, and then yeah. there's, like, another 30 minutes of them both pretending to be exhausted. And yeah, like, I felt like Johnny in particular, given the, the whole point, the, the story they're telling was he was getting a lot more physically beat up. But even, like, on Andrade? Andrade's is it name? Andrade. I'm terrible. Um, he, he still was looking pretty tired both early on. I felt like... Like, at the halfway point, like you said, it started happening. But then it makes it that much more weird when you're going from, oh, my God, I can barely stand my head spinning. Like, oh, how many fingers are you holding up? To Johnny leaping into the air, throwing himself through the top and the second rope to grab the guy around his neck and, like, roll, do, like, a somersaulty thing. It's like, okay, how tired are you, though? Like, really? And I get adrenaline and, you know, the, 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 the will, the heart, the I want it so bad. You pull those moments out. But when you're doing that for half the match, it just feels, it, it just makes it more evident that we've pre-planned this and less like it's um, happening organically. One bit of praise, though, that I'll give the match, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, so I'll, you know, we'll see if you agree with me here. The match wasn't predictable. It was. No, I wrote at the end. Really? I said, I literally, I can go with the exact note verbatim. So it started and I wrote, um, da, 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 da. I have a whole bunch of notes about their intros. So I have to skip those. I said, I'm feeling like Johnny loses because he is starting strong. And that's how wrestling always goes. But I also feel like they want to sell his underdog comeback story. So there's a chance he might win, but I'm going to bet he loses. Literally yeah, after like the I... first five minutes, I wrote that because he started out and had some really great, like, I don't remember specific. I didn't write specifics, the moves, but he had a really strong opening and that's how every match we've watched has been. And then at the end, I, I wrote, and of course, Johnny loses because he started off doing better. See, though, I, I felt sort of like, although he may have, like, started strong, like, the whole sort of, like, the story they told was, you know, that Johnny is, like, on this come up, you know, and it's his moment and they sold him as, like, he's the underdog who, you know, wins in the end and stuff, like... And then, like, 90% of the match was Johnny getting his ass kicked. Yep. And it, like, it felt like it was building to some big, like, comeback. And it just, like, never happened. Like, <laughs> he just got his ass well, kicked. Well, like, that's why I said there's a chance this might not go the way I think it's going to. Because I do think, like, everyone loves a good underdog story. And they made that whole intro and, like, built, hyped it up. But... I just I I wasn't I wasn't optimistic because that's how everything that we've seen so far. Given you know this is still episode six, I'm not a wrestling aficionado at this point, but that's what I come to expect. And the, I can decide so far. I feel like I can decide and predict in the first five minutes who's going to lose because as, as they start out really strong. Even if, even if it's only five minutes off the top of starting out strong, and then the story was he's gonna he keeps getting repeatedly like knee to the face, thrown to the ground, all the damage to his lower back, but he still keeps going because he just wants it so bad. I'm like, well, that's great. It doesn't matter how bad you want it if you're physically wrecked. And they sold it very well. Of all, and particularly the knee, all the knee blows, all the things to his head and neck at the end. I was just like, oh, oh, I was cringing. Because some of the stuff to the back, it's pretty obvious how you like absorb impact and can mostly, for lack of a better word, fake that or minimize the impact. But those things, I'm like... He's buck he's up against the, the turnbuckles and the ropes and dude's just fucking flying at him. Knees to the face. And I'm yeah, just like, I don't know how much you can Yeah. It looks bad. Way, the way they make them safe is he actually doesn't need a person's head, he puts like one knee to either side of his head. But like it's happening so fast. Yeah, he's still gonna be taking looks... impact and his head is back against the turnbuckle, so he has yeah. nowhere to go. So his neck like, is gonna 
You know Still what I mean? So that. he doesn't actually like knee his head at all. He just like does knees to either side. Oh, I, so I knew that. I could tell, but it's actually, still yeah. the, the the momentum is still gonna give yeah. his face and neck. And also, so, like then in that case, you're not getting a knee to the face. You're getting a dick to the face. But that's not as fun. So like the guy's those, crotch is gonna it's, be. It's one of those moves that like is actually really really safe because the guy doesn't get need at all. But just because it happens so fast, you cannot tell that he doesn't get need. Like you know what I mean. So it looks brutal as fuck but it's actually super safe which i like that's a good move right there if a move looks crazy but it's actually really safe yeah props good move like yeah um, and like i think the moment i realized in my notes i can pinpoint when it started turning and when the whole johnny's strong start came to an end and i only know what this is called because the commentator said it so the flying head scissor that johnny did was really cool looking and i was like oh yes i'm impressed uh and that was, but then after that, I don't have any more notes of things that Gargano did, like specific moves or moments Literally that were pretty 90% impressive. Of the match was Johnny just getting his ass handed to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so shall we start rough. going through your notes in chronological order? Yeah, sure. Um, so I the one thing I like about anything WWE does, I like the what well, like I guess the some of the lucha matches did it too. I think the the lucha underground did it with um Johnny Mundo and stuff. But the yeah. the the preamble, the what's the word I'm looking for, the recap and like talking about Johnny's journey and stuff and showing how he started out really shit and then he's been on this rise and this come up and things. So I liked that as someone who obviously is the newbie and doesn't know any of these wrestlers' histories. Uh, appreciated yeah. that. That's the, I, I wrote a note about that as well, because I really liked them as well, because one, they're really high quality. Like, they're they really are, yeah. well done. Like, there's moments where it had music playing and all of the action was, like, to the music. And it's like that. Like, props. Yeah. But also, it just, like you say, if someone's new, if it's their first ever event, you know, they can catch up on, you know, the storyline. And even if you know the storyline, having that recap and remembering it, you know, helps a lot. Yeah. You know, it really helps with, like, the story of the match, and it also really helps the match feel a bit more, like, important if it's, like, you know... Because it shows, like, the build-up to it. It's not just a random match, you know what I mean? Like, it actually yeah. has some, like, history to it. Yeah. Uh, I said, I think the other guy is from Lucha World, and I remember, oh, his costume answers that question when he came in. But is he actually, or is it just he takes inspiration from that, But or did he actually wrestle in that? No, no, he actually, they, they mentioned it on commentary that he used to actually wrestle in CMLL, which okay. we watched. He was okay. actually like, legitimately one of the top luchadors before he came to WWE. Okay, because you said they don't take some of the lucha people very often. So when we watched the one we did, you talked about how the one guy, uh, like Vince McMahon, whoever expressed interest in taking him just because he was so goddamn huge, but normally he's not really into taking wrestlers from lucha. Yeah, no, normally they have, like, one that they push at any one time. <laughs> and Andrade, for a long time, was just, you know, the one they pushed, but then Rey Mysterio came back. So okay. there's a rare exception at the moment where they have two. Ooh, but one of them fancy. is Rey Mysterio, who's a legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Andrade is their, their one luchador. They've yeah. kept for a box. You know? Yeah. I also said the recap, other than just filling me in, kind of gets me more in the mindset. Or I feel like it would condition me to be how they want in that I'm willing to see this as more sports entertainment and like a TV show and less like I'm watching this to be like 
some pure athletic event because it it's kind of feels like the again previously on insert show title here that almost every like action or fantasy or soap opera yeah. or drama does right so i also like that i so said the angsty music during his comeback is a bit much um the part where after they did johnny just like losing and losing and then they showed him starting to win and the build up to this specific match whatever song they were playing was simultaneously like perfect but also just a bit like i was kind of snickering a bit i was like oh man it's a little heavy-handed uh (laughs) but didn't hate it but was kind of laughing a bit you mentioned andrade's ring gear and i tried to know about this what did you think of his ring gear like the jacket and the i liked it the jacket off and yeah yeah, Yeah, i I love it i really liked it i thought i thought he looked great um i said like his costume answers my question i thought it was very evident where they were drawing the inspiration from but it wasn't look too like, it didn't look too either clowny or too costumey. Yeah. Like, I, I liked and it. I always think wrestlers look better wearing, like, proper, like, sort of pants like Oh, my God, yes. Oh, because when Johnny wrote I just either wrote, oh, my God, Johnny, hun, your outfit, fire your stylist now. Like, because the hot pants with this leather Punisher vest, I'm like, I feel like you're about to go to some BDSM club, not wrestling. Like. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And yeah, and I love an Andrade skate. It looks so cool on him. And also, Andrade is just handsome as fuck. Yeah. You know, you know. In there's a story with Andrade where, in CMLL, he wrestled under a mask. You know, who was an actual sort of luchador and stuff. But when he signed with NXT, he met with um, Triple H, who runs NXT, mm-hmm. without his like mask on because it was a business meeting, and. Triple H was like, what the fuck, you're way too handsome to wrestle under a mask. <laughs> and just, he didn't use a mask, like, anymore. That's funny. But yeah, uh, and then I also wrote, like, what? who are all the weird emoji signs for? I don't get it. And then Johnny's intro answered that for me. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, what is the he, point of that? What is the origin of that? I don't uh, understand. It's just, it's just a logo, basically. But, like, why, though? Logo. What does that just, mean? So what is it logo. implying? Merchandising. But, like, every, I get it, but, like, everyone's logo at least has... Like there's yeah. some there's there's visual a visual uh, story sure it tells the there's something that ties to the performer at least like the logo for my uh, Twitch channel has like it's not just so I have something to put there it's so it also relates to the theme of my channel and yeah. the visual story all the graphics and design tell I don't get what weird emoji face means about Johnny wrestling yeah I'm not I'm not sure what it means but one thing I did notice was he's fucking hella over with the crowd like there were almost the entire crowd oh yeah they were there for him like for sure and i don't know if that was because of philadelphia like does he have ties to that city or is it just Uh, because everyone loves a good underdog everyone loves him he he's really good at playing the underdog like he's super over at like he, I mean, he's super good at selling how dead he is. Like he can I was going to say, he, he does that for look. days. He looks yeah. so fucking so gone. He, he's really good at being an underdog. See, one, he's small, so, you know, he instantly looks like an underdog in any match. Two, Although only small compared crazy. to wrestlers, that man is still yeah, giant. Yeah. Like, good yeah. lord. So the moments where he had his, like, head and arm, his arms just looked so I was like, I, literally, I think I would know, but, like, I'd be afraid to have sex with this guy. He looked like, I but, feel like, oh, he just but go yeah, to like so he's, he's, he can hurt you. He's small for a wrestler, so he looks like an underdog. He, you know, like I say, he's really good at sort of selling that he is just totally dead. Yeah. Um. So that you know builds him up as sort of an underdog. Like he just he's really good at being an underdog. He he can just play that character perfectly, and people love 
underdogs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People love rooting for underdogs. So Yeah, I think he was the underdog in that one match I watched with my boyfriend. I can't tell you. I don't remember who he was wrestling. I don't know what's going on. The only thing I remember, I remember seeing him. And the only one that I distinctly remembered was the weirdo cage match. Because that's what they were all building up to. And Ricochet, like, knocking a bunch of people down like bowling pins from, like, somersaulting off the thing. But, like, Johnny was there. And I think he was still wearing his silly little underpants. Because I had a note about those two. Um, also, so for someone whose whole thing is he's an underdog and he loses a lot and gets shit on a lot, who the fuck decided his name is Johnny Wrestling? Like, shouldn't that be someone who wins all the time? Or someone who's, like, yeah. the face of your brand? Or someone who's well, at least in WWE, not NXT? Like, what? Well, he actually had that name in the Indies. And, you know, it's followed him to NXT. And, uh, but you'd think, I guess, if he picks, if he gets picked up, like I would make him change it. If your storyline is, we're gonna make you still look strong, we're gonna keep you from looking like a wuss because you keep coming back and you're still a good wrestler, but you're gonna lose a lot and you're gonna take a lot of hits. Like change his name, Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. I feel like should be, he, like the Captain America of wrestling. You should be your all around hero guy who like dominates. Yeah, well, sort of like the idea is it's part of you know the whole getting him over the crowd is that the crowd they sort of believe in him and they view him as you know johnny wrestling and like that's the thing when he had no confidence he was like i'm johnny gargano but then when he sort of gained his confidence back you saw it in the intro video he's like i'm not just johnny gargano i'm johnny freaking wrestling you know what i mean like i can do this um and the crowd love chanting you know johnny wrestling and stuff like that yeah they love it yeah I guess just like that's just my personal opinion. I'd be like, uh, I'd feel, I'd feel pretty lousy if I'm going around with a name like that and getting my ass handed to me. (laughs) I know, but you know, Uh, I so I really like from again the my techie production standpoint. I really loved the lighting for uh, Andrade's entrance. I had a note about the lighting as well, but one thing it was great. Oh, really? It was. It was when the matches actually take place. It's one thing that bugs me about modern WWE, and they didn't used to do this. This is a modern change, is that they have the whole stadium lit. The crowd is just as lit up as the ring. They do. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Whereas in NXT, what they do is the crowd is, like, darkened. Like, you can only see, like, the front row. Yeah. And then the ring is lit up. And I love it. Like, that highlight, the spotlight on the ring, on the action... You know what I mean? You're not focused on, like, the crowd. You're focused on the match, on the ring. Yeah. I love it. It's just great lighting. Like, darken the crowd down, have a spotlight on the ring. Well, Perfect. yeah, that's that's kind of basic principles, like, in Yes, but sometimes we need but... to remind people, <coughs> WWE, <coughs> you know, that that's a good idea. <laughs> well, yeah, and but I, I love the lighting for... a crowd for... full of people. <laughs> Yeah, I just like the lighting for his entrance. I loved the pop of color because that was one of the most, the only real like colorful moments today. And I love the like projection mapping, whether it was projection mapping or whether it was like video panels in the ramp. I don't know, but I really liked the pattern. I like that we had like the, the, oh, what's the word for them? That type of mariachi like mariachis. Band. There we go. Yeah, the musicians coming out at the start. I just really liked his entrance a lot, and it made me happy. Um. Uh, and then again, Johnny's intro. I was like, "Fire your stylist," but your intro music is lit. I don't know what it was, and but I was like, one, "It was a tune." A, I was I was jamming a bit. Once again, though, it's it's again playing into this character of he's the super like he's got super upbeat, happy music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everything just plays into it. It's, yeah. And then I had a question. They're talking about this is for like the NXT whatever championship, and they mentioned past championships. So, is there? 
obviously there's some sort of structure, but I was like, are there like brackets, pre-planned opponents? Is it like how Overwatch League we have, uh, we plan out to a certain degree amount of the matches and then scores matter and the matches determine who you face? Or is it completely week to week? It's about their, their narrative, their telling. It's, it's and week like, to week storyline. Yes, yeah, so, because I feel like from an outsider, it seems like these championships that I'm doing air quotes that you cannot see seem to happen at really random intervals and arbitrarily and just when they decide it's a match that's worthy of the title championship, not like there is X amount of championship matches every year and then the wrestlers have to like work to get to them kind yeah, of thing. So, so the way it works in NXT, at least, it varies promotion to promotion, you know, yeah. obviously. But at NXT, the NXT title is defended basically every sort of takeover event they do, every big pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And basically what they'll do is they'll build up a storyline to it, you know, over time. But what they'll generally be doing is, as they're building a title match, they'll be building a new sort of challenger up at the same time. Like, for example, like, for a lot of Johnnies, that was that, that build-up of him, like, losing a ton and then working his way up wasn't just done in the lead-up to this pay-per-view. It wasn't just done in the four weeks lead-up to it or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's building up for ages. And in the meantime, they had other storylines of people building up to face Andrade. And then once he'd beaten them, then, you know, Gagano, once he's reached a point in his storyline where he seems like a logical contender for the championship, he gets slotted into that, you know, title picture. Like, they're constantly sort of, like, building up people to a level where they look like they could face for the championship and then, you know, actually inserting them into the, you know, fight for the championship, basically. Yeah. But you'll know very, very rarely will you see someone contend for it just like randomly. They'll always have to sort of earn it. Like because basically it's up to the GM's discretion. And the GM mm-hmm. is a guy called William Regal. And he'll basically say, like, if someone goes like, I want a title match, he can just turn around and be like, No, you don't deserve one. You've lost like your last seven matches. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And that happens. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, they they have at least it's not like a proper sort of tournament thing or like, you know, there's no brackets or out, but they do at least have like some logic to it. They don't just give it to like anyone. You yeah. know what I mean? Because Sidebar. obviously prestige matters. And if you just give title shots to any yeah. old bozo, your title becomes worthless. Like, For sure. Sidebar, I just went to go grab. I was like, oh, I have leftover like pop for my pizza order yesterday. Went to get one and swore I ordered root beer. Apparently, I clicked, I clicked cream soda by mistake. I don't even like Ew. cream soda. It's yeah, gross. cream disgusting. God damn yeah. it. Oh, well. Now I'm sad. But oh, well. Back to wrestling. Um, uh, then my next note was Johnny's arms are deceptively large, but we, we covered that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's wrestlers. Even the small ones. That's what I mean. Like, like, he's small, he's small and like freaking Jesus. Next to a normal person, he looks like he could crush you. It's like even Ricochet. Ricochet's considered like tiny in the world of wrestling, but I, I'm pretty sure if you met him in real life, he'd be hench as like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, as a John, oh, the, the chick with Andrade kind of looks like Superwoman, Lily Singh, like the YouTuber. Random sidebar. And I was like, but hopefully, then I was like, oh, I don't feel bad for making that comparison because she's way more freaking annoying than, like, Lily Singh is. God, um, I could not stand her so in this match. I, I, know oh. that you, I know that you disliked her, so can I give you some, like, context on her storyline and that drama is? Because clearly so, she's a wrestler because she did that whole, like, like Black Widow takedown well, of actually, Johnny. Actually, she's, she's, she's not. And um, basically that's her one thing. That's, That's even weirder. She just like does that one thing to. Why is she her. there then? Oh, this is, makes this me is more why mad. I wanted to give you context. Um, so basically, the story with Andrade was 
when he first sort of joined NXT, he used to be part of like a Japanese stable, you know, called um, Inknolorables de Japon or something stupid. I can't remember their name. But it's mm-hmm. like basically they believe in like being tranquilo, like, you know, not caring at all. And so he wouldn't. He'd go into all his matches super confident and cocky and like he'd do spots where he'd like catch himself in the ropes and then like lay across the ropes like with his head on his hands like Mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that like and would just sort of take the piss in every match and just didn't take it seriously at all so he lost a lot of matches and basically eventually he met selena vega and she was like look dude get in the gym get working out stop pratting around focus and you know he started winning and he started winning a lot and basically the idea is is that she's not just, you know, sort of like... Because she acts as a talk piece for him, which is why... Like, originally when he came to NXT, he can't really talk English. So that's another... He didn't really get over with the crowds because he can't talk English. You know, he couldn't ever do promos. So when they matched him up with her, she, you know, can do promos for him. She can speak English. Um, So she acts as his mouthpiece, but also, like, in storyline, is she focused him. You know what I mean? She stopped him messing with it. Like, whenever he starts, like, going back to his, like, taking the piss way, she's like, oi, stop that. Get on him. You know what I mean? Like, she actually serves sort of a purpose. Like, she focused him. She stops him, like, getting too cocky or confident. You know, she keeps him focused on actually winning matches. And then also occasionally distracts his opponents and does head scissors on them. Occasionally. (laughs) But yeah, so she does have like in like but also very heel team. You're meant to hate them. So that's why like she's so annoying about it. You know what I mean? Because you're meant to hate her. So in storyline she has a purpose and she's done her job. He's but like a does lot more. she though? Like if your purpose is he needed someone to tell him stop dicking around and focus, like really? Why are you he- why are you here? Oh, that makes that makes me more annoyed. I like to me that's not a purpose. That's a very loosely invented purpose just to make like you said this duo to make like something for people to hate on. Like ah oh, that doesn't make me enjoy like see her in any more of a positive light. <laughs> oh well. Appreciate the context though. But I still well, that's so that's weird. the thing is you're not you're not meant to like her. You're meant to hate her. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, in this match, they had the spot where she Sorry, got her it doesn't, maybe I should say, rather than trying to make me like her more, that doesn't make me think her position there is any more valid or necessary or has any justifiable reason other than we want her to piss you off as the viewer, you know? Because the point is, like, there's supposed to be some somewhat flimsy, but their reason for her yeah. to be there. Well, and well I don't there think is that's also the whole, there is also just the main one is. And this is sort of like the backstage reason and a, like, kayfabe reason, which is he can't speak English. So she talks That one's him. more fair, yeah. Like, that's a pretty good reason to have her around. Yeah, that one's, that one makes more sense. I, I was minimizing that one and focusing more on the other part. But yeah, um, and then again, the match starting off strong for Johnny, I wrote, Johnny seems so nimble off the top. He's like a little crab scuttling around. Because there's so many of him was like skittering around on the ground and like fl- like rolling out of holds to put Andrade's in another hold and stuff. Yeah. And then after that came my note I read you earlier about now I feel like Johnny's yeah. going to lose. Um, 
I've got a note about the little like chain sort of wrestling they did because that's what you they call it. You know, when the people are doing like they're going from one hole to another yeah. and stuff like it's called chain wrestling. Okay. And it's sort of like um, it's a throwback to sort of the origins of professional wrestling. You know, it's a throwback to like amateur wrestling. You know, where it's down on the mat. You know, wrestling around each other, trying to get advantage. Um, and one thing I really liked about the chain wrestling these two did, and again, you might not agree with me on this, is that it seemed very. It didn't seem as, like, choreographed as a lot of it does. Like, it seemed a lot of the time like they were genuinely sort of trying to win. Like, like when one of them was in a hold, they'd constantly be, like, shoving the other person's face and, like, covering their eyes and stuff like that. You know, like, they didn't just sit there. Like, if the other person had them in an arm lock, they wouldn't just, like, sit there in it and be like, well, shit, I'm in an arm lock now. Yeah. They'd actually, like, you know, they'd always be doing something like they always were trying to get advantage and everything actually seemed to like have a point you know what i mean like uh, and i like that like it, it didn't just seem like oh we've been told to chain wrestle for the first five minutes so i guess we will like it actually seemed like they were both trying to get an advantage and actually yeah. trying to you know do something yeah yeah no, i liked that part and again between that i liked the intros i i liked the story like at this point, I was very ready to, like, give this match a high, like, rating by the end. And then just things went downhill. I'm sorry, I don't know how I feel about underpants with your name on them. And John is like, I either hate them or I want my own. <laughs> like, I, know, I, I, yeah. oh, I just have such mixed feelings about that. So I would prefer he wore, like, I like when they wear full leggings or pants or tights yeah. or whatever you want like, to Like what Andrade wears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although there's, there's another guy who I really like his gear called uh, Samoa Joe. Who wears sort of like the MMA or boxing shorts, and that like, yeah. that works really well. Yeah, and then again, funny you mentioned earlier that one person being like Candace isn't hot enough to be because my next note is, dude, Johnny's wife is hot because they that was when they first showed her. <laughs> so that's, that's funny. hilarious. Uh, and then sidebar, sex with a wrestler is a very scary thought. Um, and then it's my first note of like, oof, that hit Johnny took from the ropes. And then I'm like, oh, I wrote that a lot. Because he got like whammed into the ropes and turnbuckles a lot in this uh, match. At, at, some, at some point, by the way, I will show you Candice LeRae. When we get to women's wrestling, I will oh, show yeah? you a match hers. Because basically she's very unique for a woman wrestler. In that her specialty is male versus female matches. Which is very that. rare in wrestling. She's already she's already my favorite. Then, yeah. <laughs> Also, um, I'm intrigued by. There's also that my whole criticism at the end, like that whole cat fight. I'm like, I'm glad someone drove this bitch out of the the ring, but like, did it have to be her? Because like, for example, are there any guy matches where well then we'll two uh, like I guess there must there I guess there must be where I guess if they have like tag team partners or their partners go at it outside the ring while they're inside the ring so yeah, i guess there st is stuff happens all the time but there was a bit on there was a bit on uh a raw the other day where ronda rousey was like having a big kickoff and she was beating up like security and stuff like that and uh at one point like her husband decked one of the security guards <laughs> so like it does happen the other way all around right. and stuff as well okay sometimes. does it uh does it happen would you say it happens with even frequency uh I'd actually say that, like, uh, male sort of interfering is probably, like, you know, more common. Not because, interfering, like, like, in general. Specifically, yeah, yeah. like, them fighting each other. Like, just in that very catfighty way. 
and like uh people that are partners of whether it's in wrestling or like spousal or like dating whatever but like that kind of with that relationship not just like them interfering with like refs or security guards or actually like um sort of happens a lot more like 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 i say these days men and women in wrestling at least like like this is talking about wwe are very isolated they almost never sort of you know sort of cross over like that you know what i mean even if it is like you know a spouse jumping out the crowd to help you know what i mean it just they're very very cut off like this like i know it probably doesn't seem it because of the stereotype wrestling has but you know this was more of an exception you know what i mean okay. to the rule than like if we if we'd have been having this discussion 20 years ago I'd have been like, yeah, this shit happens all the time. You know what I mean? Because women are sex objects. You know what I mean? And that's it. Yeah. But things have changed and this was an exception. And this is is the thing. When you make stuff like this the exception rather than the norm, it actually has a place. Like, because if it happens once, you know, in like a fucking blue moon, it seems sort of, you know, like an actual thing. It's not just done for the sake of, you know, but it's when it's ha- like happened, like I say, like 20 years ago when it was every match had, you know, women coming down wearing just her underwear for reasons, you know, like then that, then it just becomes, you know, oh, well, we can tell why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair. Then, yeah, then a little less of a bad taste in my mouth of it happening, but still just didn't like it. <laughs> uh, and basically, like my common theme with me, any outside of like the ring gimmicky interference type or like anything that's like cheating or because like that's why it bugged me so much when that third dude came in in the johnny mundo match and just uh, like it should be about the two people or however many people are in the match like forget all this other nonsense outside like it should be about them and if you need help to win your win means less well that's that's sort of the point is you like um i know i know you sort of like hey on another level but it's like um for example, in this match, using it as an example, like, with Selena Vega interfering, you're meant to be like, oh, fuck off with your interference. Like, he, he he shouldn't need you to win. He's cheating. Get out of here. Yeah. And that's why, like, one of the, sort of the, the, the big moments of this match was when Johnny's wife beat her up and threw her out of the arena, is that's, it's not necessarily, like, when she did it, it's the heel cheating. You know, it's, oh, look, the heel needs help to win. But when Johnny's wife beat her up, that didn't, like, help Johnny in any way. Exactly. It just neutralised the advantage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was, yeah. It, it, she was doing what you wanted. Like, someone get rid of this woman. Stop them yeah. cheating. And then she does. She just jumps over, someone beats get up the woman, rid of the gets woman rid of her. Like, who, who, I said, someone get rid of the woman who is literally, like, Navi in Ocarina of Time and who is hey, maybe the listen. most annoying character in video games. Because at one point, she literally, I heard her, one of the times you actually hear what she was saying, you heard her scream, listen, at him. And I was like, oh, you literally are. You are one, the, one the embodiment favorite. of this annoying fairy. One of my favourite things, though, is the idea behind her, like I say, is that he doesn't speak English. She's, you know, her his, like, translator and mouthpiece. Yet she's yelling but, at him in English she, all yeah, the time. Yeah, and she yells instructions at him in English. Which like, is also why I'm like, okay, if that's supposed to be your purpose, like, clearly it's not. You're there for other dumb story reasons. But, oh, yeah, anyway. Because every time you could, like, there may have been, obviously, times she was saying stuff in Spanish that we couldn't hear. But every time we could hear her... It was English. And I was Which like, I, I actually think she'd probably get more heat because as much as we don't like to admit it, people are sort of like inherently 
racist a lot of the time. Yeah. I think she'd probably be hating more if she yelled instructions to him in Spanish. Also, because for all, like, we don't know what she's saying. She could be saying yeah. heinous things. And the audience's mind, I'm sure, will just run with that. But yeah. Um, and again, then this is where my, the flying head scissor that Johnny did was cool. And then there's not another note in many notes for Johnny doing cool things. Rip Johnny. Um, one uh, um, I had from early on in the match is when he did the, uh, tried to do the dive off of the apron and Andrade moved out the way. That looked so painful. Yeah. He bounced off of the floor. Yep. He hit with so much force, he bounced off of the floor. Yeah, what? that was that was an ow. And that was where I literally, I said, I, I like using wifey to play up the story. And the, I, I can appreciate the, oh my god, babe, are you okay? And she's like looking on in concern. Because yeah. I'm like, you don't really have to act that that much if you're married to him. Like, that, yeah. looks, that looks like it hurt. You're probably and legitimately also, like, oof. And also, one of, one of the things I really liked about that spot was it, like, so often when spots like this happen where someone does a dive and it misses, it's super telegraphed super obvious they're gonna miss and stuff like that but with that one andrade actually like stayed stood there until the last second yeah he, i he like dodged that. out of the way when johnny was already in the air about to hit him which made it look much more sort of you know like i said earlier real like it exactly. didn't look like a choreographed spot it looked like an actual you know he moved out of the way so he didn't get hit by a person yep 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 and so oh this is the first really awkward moment to me the part where so he did a thing where Johnny had his hands on the ropes and he like kicked his feet up and then brought his feet down to like kick or like knee Andrade's and they tried to do it again and Andrade's literally just stood there was like I'm not falling for that twice and watched him just flail around like a weirdo and then as he turned around just like bitch slapped him like straight up girly slap across the face and just, it looks so awkward he's just stood there being like nah, 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 while he tries it's like you just did that you think he's gonna stand there and let there's you do actually, it again there's, there's so many moments in this match and it's one of the things i really liked about it there were a lot of moments in this match where people like one of the other of them would go for a move twice and the person would counter it like there was a spot where andrade did his like double knees in the corner then he tried to go for it a second time and johnny like moved out of the way and then kicked him you know, it's like, I'm not letting you do that twice. And then, like, Johnny early on in the match did the sort of diving spear through the ropes. But then later on in the match, when he tried to go for it a second time, Andrade, you know, knows it's coming, catches him and turns it into his own move. And that, like, kept happening throughout the match. Whenever someone tried to go for a move a second time, the other person would be like, I'm not stupid. You've already done this to me. Like, I get, I guess you say it like that way. I'm like, okay, actually, maybe that's probably a good thing and like da 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 but in that moment first watch it to me it made it feel like one of the weird we choreographed this moments because we think it looks good but it just it, it, like it worked great with other moves just that one particular move just because it's literally yeah. andrade standing there arms crossed watching him while he does this weird kicky thing not even with his back turned to him like it just that particular move it didn't sell that story but the other ones yeah. like you said, i do like the idea of them in the moment like being that attentive they're learning especially, and then they're avoiding especially the one with the dive one worked really well for me yeah because the like the diving spear worked really well for me because the first one was really early in the match and then the second one was like a good like 15 minutes later 
Yep. So it wasn't like he just tried to go for the same move twice in a row. Yeah, I think you know that's why I mean? this one was weird, because he did it twice, like, immediately after yeah, each other. Yeah, back to back. And then I was like, I'm starting to see the lucha roots for Andres, with all this flippy shit. Once they got, the first time they left the arena, we're in, like, the, the apron, yeah. like, area. And then I was like, hey, Johnny might have a home there. He's pretty airborne, too. <laughs> like, he likes to jump around. And also Andrade's double moonsault. Yes. <laughs> and and I like the part moonsault? here, it, it, was, it was legit. Like, give that. I like about you, the commentators. We could see Johnny starting to faint. I'm like, you sure about that? Really? Like, there are the, every so often the commentators they're pretty good for this match, but then they'd say something that was just clear. It's just when they use the such extreme wording that's like, okay, if that was true, this match would be over, and there'd be like EMTs on the way. Because I wrote another note later. They you kept using words like tremendous trauma. I'm like, okay, if if there's tremendous trauma, you're calling an ambulance. He's not still wrestling. Yeah, like, let's use different I, I words, actually, please. I actually really like the NXT sort of commentators, mainly uh, Mauro Ranello, who was the main one talking in this match, because like he like he gets so genuinely excited and carried away that it's sort of contagious. Like he gets so into the matches that you sort of you can tell. You know what I mean? I like guess, like, I guess to have someone who likes wrestling, because yeah, I didn't feel like that. There's like so he... often with, like, say, like, using WWE as an example, because they're a great example of bad wrestling. Um, people are <laughs> hate me for saying that, but it's true. <laughs> like, so often they're commentators, stuff will be happening in the ring, and they'll be like, and that's a devastating move by Rey Mysterio. What a great counter. Oh, a vicious strike. It's like, how am I meant to get excited for the fucking match when you can't? Like, <laughs> fair. Like, fair what? point. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, you were saying about you know when they're talking about him passing out, was you know Andrade had him in like a headlock. Yeah, I'm like clearly he's breathing fine. They would have planned yeah, it where but, it looks like a well, headlock, and he's fine. well. Actually, I I wrote a note about how good that sort of headlock. Obviously, like you say, with the whole, like, oh, look, he's passing... And then suddenly, without the headlock changing at all, he goes from, like, passing out to being able to stand up. Exactly. I hate, I hate those spots. But exactly. But the actual headlock itself looked really good compared to most wrestling headlocks. Yeah. Because you've seen in some of the matches we've seen before is they, rather than putting the, head, like, arm under... I'm, I don't know why I'm demonstrating, because you can't see. Um, <laughs> they put their arm, like, around a person's chin rather than actually under their neck. But in this, yeah. no, he just had his arm around Johnny's neck, like, straight up. And Johnny's face was, like, going red as, like, a, like a tomato. Like, it actually yeah. looked, like, so much worse than, like, most wrestling headlocks do. Because the headlocks around the chin just look so dumb. Like, they look so yeah. not Yeah, like, I'm sure, and, like, he was going, I'm sure there was, like, he wasn't, you know, getting full deep breaths in that headlock because the face was going red. But I definitely think there was room for him to, he was just maybe... Like, it was that mid-ground of this, there's still going to be a little bit of pressure on, like, your throat and your neck, yeah. but not enough that he's probably just that, that, I, I doing do things to play that with, up. I do totally agree with you, though. If you're, you can't go from, like, I'm literally, my eyes are shutting, I'm passing out. Oh, wait, no, I'm stood up. Like Yeah, and, and it'd be, it wouldn't be, wouldn't bother Something me if the commentators didn't draw attention to that and use wording to make it sound like that because i'm like that's just not accurate well, well the thing is it, it's just not like believable at all exactly if if it, for you to get from passing out to in a position to do something something needs to change like you need to have like weaseled out of the headlock a bit or something yeah you know and I, mean? I get, my, get my, a hand under or something yeah and but like no. my next note was i'm intrigued to see how johnny gets out of this chokehold and then wrote, oh well that's a bit of a letdown the dude basically let him up like i didn't 
watching it, I was still like, so what did you do that forced him to let you out of this? Nothing. He, he, he let, it, it looked like he let Johnny because it was planned. Yeah. That's, like, that's, there was very. I, I actually hate spots like this. And, and like, I am a wrestling fan. I'll buy into a lot of stuff. But this is just too bullshit even for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it doesn't even look like, like, like I say, if it, well, the, the headlock, something about it needs to change. You need to, like, put an arm under to relieve a bit of pressure or something yeah. to go from been passing out to standing up. Like, yeah, but instead they both just stood up and Andrade's totally let him. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? But whatever. And then my next note, again, with the commentators just taking it too far and making me annoyed. The part where he did a, like, move where he was, like, leaping at the ropes and Andrade's moved. So he basically, like, does a wrap himself around the ropes he curves his body to use his body to like grip on and hold himself there i've actually we had a performer who did the move in one of the circus shows i toured with um and they had uh chinese poles rather than ropes there's just one standing pole and these two guys one guy, one person took her feet one person took her arms and they literally like hammock like threw her at it and just with her abs she grabbed on to the pole and like held herself there it was freaking nuts and that it reminded me because it's what he was doing to the ropes and the commentator's like he's tied to the tree of whoa he's stuck there i'm like no he's he's literally holding himself there andrade isn't even touching him no one is making him stay there what do you mean tied to the tree like okay okay sir <laughs> like uh, that so just basically, basically doesn't move in wrestling called like the tree of whoa where um basically when they're upside down like that in the um on the turnbuckle, the idea is is that their feet are under the buckle, so they, but his they, they are held. Yeah, no, but normally that's okay. What happens. So either way, though, it was stuck there. But you know, yeah, it looked dumb to me, particularly because I'm like, I know the move. I know exactly how you are using your muscles to hold yourself on these ropes. And if you wanted to leave, you could leave. And then after that, you heard him. You saw him to move, and you could hear Johnny say "See ya," and then like kick him. And I was like, well, that's a little cringe. Just I don't know. It made me laugh. Yeah. I, I wasn't like, yeah, I was like, okay, awkward. I, I had another note about, you know, like I've been saying a lot of the stuff in this match seemed very sort of like, obviously there were moments where it wasn't natural, but there was a lot of stuff in this match that for wrestling seemed really like natural. Yeah, that's what, I think a, that's why these moments stood out so much more because, because a lot yeah. of it was really good. Yeah, it makes the bad moments like, hang on a minute, that don't fit with the rest of the match. Like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and there was like there was a moment where Andrade he started climbing up to the top rope and he got up on top and then Johnny like was on the floor, you know, when he started climbing, but had stood up and went to go like contest him on the ropes. So Andrade, right like normally when that happens in wrestling, the person stays on the top ropes and the person either climbs up and does something to them or, you know, like picks like does something from the floor to them on the top rope. But Andrade saw that he'd stood up and just like jumped off the top rope and kicked him in the face and i'm like brilliant you know what i mean like it's so different to what normally happens in wrestling like yeah it just seems so much more like like i say natural like an actual you know fight it's like he didn't just stand there and wait for his opponent to like he's like oh no he stood up whatever will i do he's like oh he stood up well i can't do what i want to do i'll just kick him instead <laughs> yeah and then the next part is where my note came in about how she's like Navi, because that's where we literally heard her say, listen, to hey, Andrade. And then, oh, Jesus, she's really getting crazy. So she was like shaking her hair around in her fist. I was like, someone get this woman a drink or some Adderall or something. And <laughs> just like, 
<laughs> laughing at her. And then I also had the Gargano does the tired in pain verge of defeat acting very well. He's a very good, just like dazed face. Yeah. Which might not be actually, a good thing about him. But <laughs> his eyes actually somehow like gloss over. Like, yeah. I don't know how he does that at will. Like, what? Yeah, it's he's so like and props and also to him. like the blood really added to it again. I was gonna say yeah, because I oh it's a few notes away, but wait, wait, Johnny's bleeding in his mouth somewhere. It looked like he maybe just bit his lip during a move or something. Like yeah, by he had accident. blood coming from his it, nose. I think was it his, his nose? nose? Busted open, yeah. And it oh, because I because I never could see. It always to me looked like it was just ringing his lips. So I thought he just like bit his lips and in one yeah, of the impacts of his teeth had, or something. There was a close up on his face where you could see that he had like blood around his nose. So I think oh. it was his nose got busted open, and that's how he got on his lips as well. Okay, yeah. I totally because by the end it was almost gone from it. Like I only yeah. saw it around the lips. So weird. Uh, I oh this part where they're both just forearm forearming each other back and forth like was a bit cringe. Like, like, they're just taking turns. It was very yeah. much like, oh, man, because you watch One Piece, you'll get this. It was like the whole, in Dress Rosa, Frankie and Senor Pink just letting each other take yeah. the hits in this manly, well, like, well, who can hit harder. That's what it was. And I was, yeah, and I hated that part of One Piece. I was like, this is stupid. There are sort of, like, there is sort of an idea of it, of it's like, you know, it's like, that it's like a contest of manliness. You know, it's like, just... You're, the whole thing is a giant contest of manliness. You don't need this. But, but generally those spots, like the sort of back and forth ones, are not really done for TV. They're done for the live audience. Because as you heard with the live audience, they do the, hey, when the, you know, I good guess. guy hits and the bad guy when he hits, boo. It's very much done as sort of like a bit yep. of pantomime for the live audience. You know I guess, I mean? yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's not meant for us. It's meant for the people sat there watching live. Well, yeah, it still bugs me. And then the next note I realized is a, like about me is I realized the matches I rate the highest aren't actually my favorite to watch for this podcast. It's like, like they are, but they aren't because like the ones I've liked the best, but then I really enjoyed watching this one and looking forward to when we were doing the podcast just because I'm a bad person who likes to shit on things and likes to... I like to be like, this is terrible. This is bad. Like, what does that say about me? But because like the ones I've enjoyed watching or at least taking notes on the most were like this one, the uh, one with Johnny Mundo. Ones I ended up rating really low because of how they ended and things that happened. But I think it's also like part of me knows that or has the sense because of what limited information I have and the like preface that you give me that the kind of stuff that bugs me is going to come into play. And I'm like, looking forward to just being annoyed by it i don't know just some weird well, self it, it reflection happening like this is a thing a lot of people actually fail to understand though is that you liking something is not necessarily an indicator of it being good and you disliking something is not necessarily an indicator of it being bad you can like things that are flawed and you can dislike things that are great and it's like you know it's like there's a balance to that it's like like i can accept it a lot of oscar winning films do things fantastically they are great you know they're really well made and everything but i don't enjoy watching them you know what i mean it's like i can accept that things are good but that i don't enjoy them you know what yeah. i mean yeah and it's like a lot it's of just times, really like, i think it was just weird for me because it's like i'm sitting here critiquing all these things and saying they should not do all this because it's what makes takes me out of it but then at the same time the matches that are closest to that i still enjoy but just like it's a lesser enjoyment for different reason it might just think, be a little context pod, like, for watching it in because it's for it, the podcast yeah. it's that's the thing you get like if you watch that in a bubble you wouldn't enjoy it because you'd be like why am i watching this yeah but because you know that you're gonna get a chance to rant yeah. about your feelings <laughs> about the match you enjoy it because you know oh i'm gonna love shitting on this yeah 
pretty much, I guess, is, like, what it is. Uh, oh, I lost my... Oh, there we go. So, yeah. Oh, in this next moment, I was like, what is this awkward downward dog situation happening with Andratus on the ropes right now? He's literally in full-on yoga pose, downward dog, across, like, the corner of two separate ropes. And then they're talking about, like, he's stuck there or he's, like, he's, like, draped over them. He's gone limp. I'm like, no, he's not. As someone who does yoga, downward dog is not a relaxing pose. It takes effort. And, like, you are... He is full-on... Bal playing balancing act and his core and his back are being used right now to keep himself there but they were trying to fra like frame it as if it was like he was draped over it and had gone limp and as if there was just the one set of ropes on say like his abdomen and he was like draped over it curled over it i'm like what are you trying to pull commentators i thought, I thought of a great example of like you know this idea of like something can be a favorite while you know it being good is like my favorite game of all time as you know is to the moon which I still do need I, to play soon. Do I think it's the best game of all time? No. It has a lot of things it doesn't do well. It's barely a game. It's more of just an interactive <laughs> story. But I but love it's some my of my favourite. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, And it's that... There's a difference between, you know, like, what you enjoy and what is good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're not necessarily, like... The two don't have to go in hand in hand. You don't have to defend something to the death because you personally enjoy it like you can enjoy things that have flaws like and yeah. that's the thing like i love wrestling to bits but so often when you point out flaws i'm like yeah <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah you know what i mean like i love this yeah. match you know what i mean i really do but like we both thought you know like that fucking headlock spot you know where you just suddenly went from being passed out to stood up it's yeah like, i love this match it's like one of my favorites but i can accept that that spot is like what <laughs> that makes yeah. no fucking sense. Like, yeah. And this is where we start getting a lot of that stuff where he's like kneeing him on the ropes. And the first time I wrote, "Oh, that looks like it hurts," and I then even more so, so when Gargano dodged, and then that time he just ran full on into the corner, and I was like, "Oh, oh." Uh, then there's my note about the tremendous trauma phrase again, which I was like, "No." Um, I said, hey, look, the ref's counting and actually doing something. But damn, that's the longest 10 count I've ever heard in my life. The part where they had to get back in the ring. Because they were both just so tired. They're, like, crawling in the apron because they're so dead. And yet there's still, like, a page left of notes because there was still that much more of the yeah. fucking match left. Well, like, we talked about this. They, they, they started doing the exhausted parts too early yeah. in the match. Way too early. They should save that for, like, the last couple of minutes. Not. Like, literally, they spent more of the match tired and exhausted than they did actually, you know wrestling you know what i mean like what yep uh and then there i don't know what specifically it was but i know like he gave him that last kick up the guy could barely move i think um uh andradas kicked up because that was that was i think the moment where it looked like when i remember johnny's best shot at winning after that bit where he was out in the apron because like he was sitting against andrada's the the wall propped himself up and he also had the eyes glossed over out to lunch look that is somewhat hard to fake uh and i was like okay if you can get him back in the ring this is it and that it was when he kicked out of that pin i knew, i i was a hundred percent certain that my suspicion at start was correct yeah, like, that johnny was gonna lose everything. if he's done yeah. everything if he hasn't won with that like he yeah, and but but things that didn't even look like the guy really. It looks like the guy kind of like the guy basically could have had just a quick little muscle spasm, and then Johnny let go and let him have the kick out. Like I didn't because what, it was planned that Johnny I, would lose. I, and I a, didn't like I it. I had a note on the referee in this match. Um, 
about something I really like that he did, and it was when they were chain wrestling. Whenever one of them shoulders would go to like the mat, he'd start counting, and it's oh, like they're cool. obviously not gonna win the match with that. But it, for, it kept forcing them, like, if the other person was pinning them down, they couldn't just, like, lay on the max mat and Well, relax. and to me, that adds they more realism to, back in, because yeah. if that if it was less about the story and it's purely about that, then, yeah, you, the ref would count that. And, and, like, and the, the thing is, like, say, if they're getting, pinned, like, both their shoulders pinned down, they can't just, like, sit there and, like, relax and, like, lay on the mat. They actually have to put effort into keeping those shoulders up when the other person's trying to force them down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're constantly having to work like they can't just lay there on the mat yeah that that is just a little little detail but that makes such a big difference you know what i mean yeah and then the 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 commentators called andrade selena's protege at one point and that put a bad taste in my mouth because i was like how much really what of wrestling has she actually imparted to this guy i'm like she's his translator and she's his whatever like come on protege she's not she's not his obi-wan kenobi she's not his mr miyagi here like okay and yeah, just, because this this me. guy was like one of the biggest stars in Mexico, but he didn't Without know how her. to wrestle until yeah. he met this woman. Yeah, I, I, I actually I like the sort of storyline they've told of you know like the, yeah like he was overconfident because of how good he was and he needed her to sort of focus him. That makes sense, but that doesn't make him her protege. protege. Like no. you know what I mean? Yeah, so that made me mad. Uh, and then I really oh if this bitch fucking interferes with Johnny, I'm gonna be so mad. And then of course she did. Uh, and then that's when I noticed he was bleeding. And I wondered when it happened. The uh, one spot she does, though, looks really cool. Like it, 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 it looks exactly like this, the stuff Black Widow loves to do in all the Avengers movies. That's yeah. like her signature move. Um, I also wrote the double stomp that sent Johnny out of the ring looked pretty nasty. Yeah. Like, the, that was filmed very well. Double stomps always look nasty. It's, yeah. It's Although, and then I had a note, because they showed it in slow-mo. They're like, let's watch that again in slow motion. I'm like, okay. But you don't ever want to watch the thing, because they do the, the run-up, or they'll do slow motion leading up to the actual thing you want to watch, and then they speed it up again, just so you can't catch any way that they minimize the impact or any way that it's faked. Yeah. I'm like, you're not actually watching things in slow motion. Don't call it that. Like, so I, let's I, just say, oh, let's watch the replay of that great move or something, because I'm like, you're not watching yeah, it. I, I hate WWE replays doing that. It drives me mental. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things I really, really love about, like, um, New Japan or CMLL when we watch them is that when they do slow-mo replays, they are actually slow-mo replays. And they don't need to cover up the moves because the moves actually just look good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I also said, I really want to put, like, because I said, Johnny does the Days to Confuse look again very well. I said, I want to take, like, that gif of, like... Winona Ryder, like, looking confused the Oscars, people put, like, math equations behind it. Someone needs to make a meme of that with Johnny, if they haven't already. Like, put some beautiful mind shit, or, like, some numbers flashing in the background, or, like, things from, like, Sherlock's Mind Palace around that dazed face every time. And then we can play it whenever Belle has to calculate her roles in Dungeons (laughs) And it would be great. But, yeah, like, I'm waiting for that. I want to see some good Johnny Gargano memes. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. Right? And now Belle has to watch this episode, or listen to this episode of our podcast, because I mentioned mentioned, (laughs) mentioned it. For everyone who's like, what are you talking about? We we also play together in a D&D group, and that's a bit of an inside joke. Um, Yeah, we we live stream our sort of D&D sessions, and we're saying, like, you know, we should have, like, whenever one of our players is, like, confused or thinking about something, we should show the Johnny Gargano, like, dazed face. But then add some numbers in and add like modifiers and right like but just add put behind it just some flashing like plus three is plus two and then where it's like rage dex modifier da 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 and just like 
put the things in there. Anyway, we should, we should try convince like Gypsy can do that, right? I'm sure he could. We should totally convince Gypsy to do that. Um, and then I again my note about the slow motion. I was like, so let's watch that in slow motion until we speed up the moment of impact. So you can't look too closely at how we actually fake it is what it should be called. Uh, so the part where they're using each other to stay up, they're both like, their heads are like on each other's shoulders and they're like leaning. It's supposed to be because they're so tired. I'm like, it really just looks like a tender moment between lovers. If you if you took that out of context, photoshopped out everything else in the, like all the audience in the ring and just had them doing that and you weren't looking too closely at their outfits, like I would think it was just two gay dudes having a really nice cuddle. Like, I'd watch that Right. <laughs> so that Andrade's just handsome. Andrade is hella handsome. Like, and like, I, I think is. Johnny's pretty cute personally as well. But Andrade it might just handsome. be it might just be because he kind of like his haircut and Fisher kind of looks like my boyfriend, so I'm biased. But you it's, know, it's, it's that sort of difference <laughs> though. Like Johnny looks like cute, Andrade looks handsome. You know what I mean? It's like the difference. Yeah. So it's, t- it's like type of look. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Johnny looks a lot younger. You can tell without the facial hair. He's one of those guys who just, like, he kind of needs the facial hair yeah, to look like, older. He has, like, baby face without I'm, it. I'm bad. <laughs> I, I have a super baby face if I don't have facial hair. Yeah, it's the girl really version bad. is where you look like you're 12 without makeup, and that's me. So I, I feel that. Um, uh, I, and I then have, again, I wrote... I, I, I have a female friend who always, she's like, I need makeup. I look like a 10-year-old boy without it. Well, no, but, like, actually, facts. Like, the amount of people who, when that they ask my age, and I mention if I'm not wearing makeup, that sound genuinely shocked. And, like, the, my favorite example, given this was a while ago, because for context, I'm 27. But um, when I was 16, I went to my dad's uh, take-your-daughter-to-work day at the university he worked at. And literal quote, no word of a lie, someone goes, oh, it's so cute, you brought your eight-year-old. I was fucking 16. I, I was a teenager. I always, I always get people tell me I look older than I am because I have like the long hair, the beard, and I'm so fucking tall. Like, yeah. <laughs> people always think I'm way older than I actually am when they meet me in person. Yeah. And like, I I always get ID'd, almost always, but the only times I don't, like, I've always been ID'd without makeup. When I wear makeup, occasionally I won't get ID'd, but very I rarely. generally don't buy things that need ID'ing. <laughs> well, but, also in the UK, uh, it's a lot younger. So, like, it happened yeah. to be a lot less when I lived in the UK. But, um, but yeah, I imagine I wouldn't get ID'd if I did buy things. No, that you probably ID'd. would not. And then I, I wrote in capital letters my next note, this dude is literally staring off into space. Johnny, this is your chance, which also goes to the whole we've predetermined who wins because he has these moments where i'm sure if he if it was actually undecided he would be pulling that last reserve of adrenaline and capitalizing on but like they're at this at this end bit there's just a lot of moments where he could have or at least from the outsider's perspective he could have pinned andradas if he wanted to but he didn't um, and I was like, yeah, ref, get this bitch away from the arena. Even if it means the other dude can cheat, I don't even care. Because he did that eye thing when the ref went to go yell at Selena. I was typing, so I missed exactly. What did he, did he just, like, poke him on the eye or something? Uh, like, he, what like, did... raked his eyes with his nails. Ow. Ow. Yeah. Ow. You want to know, sidebar tangent, but funny story? Sure. My brother got literally raked across, like, with a rake across the eyes once. Ow. When we were kids. My... What? My crazy, crazy, like, third cousin. It was a big family reunion of my mom's family from Tennessee. So there's part of the problem. It's the redneck side of the family. Like, southern rural Tennessee family reunion. And we're meeting people I've never met before. And I think she's our third cousin because she was our second cousin's kid. So I don't know what that makes her to us. 
I want to say third cousin. She was younger than us. Uh, I was the oldest. And then she was a bit younger than my brother, I think. And she was a wild child. She was crazy. And if you I disagreed think, with her. Second cousin once removed. Maybe. I don't know. I'm really bad at that shit. Uh, even like she was very hyper. She was very one of those. If I people disagree with me, I don't. I'm going to go nuts. Like she definitely could have used a firmer hand parenting when she was a kid, this girl. And so my cousin Erica literally got mad at my brother. I don't even remember the reason picked up a rake and just like down his face and across his eyes. And he had like, he had lines on his face for days. And I was like, what the heck? Oh my God, this bitch is crazy. She should go into wrestling. She'd be great. But anyway, sidebar story over now about that. My brother had bad luck with girls as a kid. Like, and then one of our, we went to a babysitter's and one girl, while trying to chase him around the backyard to kiss him because she had a crush on him, bit him on the nose so hard his nose just started gushing blood. Ow. And I was like, Mackenzie, I don't think you know how to kiss. There shouldn't be that much teeth yeah. or biting. <laughs> like, pain. My brother had a rough time, man. <laughs> anyway. Um, so then, oh, I said, of fucking course, this dumbass bitch is getting involved. I swear to God, meaning Selena again. Yeah. And then, and then this part made me mad. So right before the cat fight happened, Gargano crawls out of the ring and back into the apron. I'm like, why would you do that when you know Selena is there and she's already scissored you, like flipping you, whatever the hell it's called, once? And like, she's less of a threat, or she's more of a threat than Andrade's right now because he's well, tired. You've been earlier, like, she's just chilling there. But it's because that set up the cat fight because as she ran over to him, his wife then hopped out and did it. So well, yeah, that's the out of kayfabe reason. I got the in, answer in, to that in, question. In kayfabe, um, like, the reason people roll out of the ring by choice is because you can't be pinned outside the ring. And he, like, if you see that your opponent's tired, they can still, like, just put a hand across you and pin you. Well, I guess, but like what I would do really then is go to the edge of the ring so you can roll out if Andradas came close to you. But because just because Selena was there, any other time I wouldn't have questioned it. But because she's there and she's already proven she's gonna get involved yeah. if she can, it just seemed like a dumb decision. But it was to set up the cat fight. Um, yeah. And then I wrote in classic a few notes before that. I was like in classic NXT fashion. This is now taking way too freaking long and it needs to end. Um. And then there's one part at the end, Johnny had him in another headlocky type thing. It was like head and one arm, I think. And the ref made Johnny let go. It looked like the ref was like yelling at him or talking to him. And then Johnny let go. And then he, and then Andrade's gets a pin later. I'm like, why'd you let him out of that? Did Andrade like, why did the ref the make ropes? you? If Andrade touches oh, the ropes. Oh, did he to touch the go. ropes? I, I didn't notice, but I can only. I didn't think he did because I because you explained that to me before. Maybe I just we couldn't see the rope that he touched the way the camera was. But I didn't see that. But oh well. Um, obviously, you, we all know my thoughts on the cat fight. The literal verbatim notes. Um, in case it was, oh my god, really? So his wife can get into a cat fight with her. That's why he crawled down to the apron. All right, let's just drop down to one star. Really, we're going to this cliche. It's nice to see the bitch driven out, but. Really? And then in capital well, Like letters. I say, though, is nowadays that's very much like, that never happens. So, like, I don't mind it because it, like, it, were, it wasn't like, you know, oh, let's get the two women to fight for the views. It was actually like, it's his wife defending him from the person's manager. You know, yeah. what I mean? because it's so rare, it actually seems like, like it makes sense. Whereas, like I say, when it, when it was like 15 years ago, when this stuff was everywhere, it's like, yeah, it's clearly, you know, for the views but that's that's sort of like that's that's the problem with doing it too often is you actually sort of like you know hurt the value of 
doing it. You know what I yeah. mean? It becomes like obviously just, you know, you know, because men want to see women fight, you know what I mean? But when, when like I say, when it's done this infrequently, it becomes much more, you know, it's actually like seems like it was done for legit reasons and not just, you know, to have two women fight. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, it bugs me less now. Obviously, during the match, I didn't know that. Yeah, and this, yeah. again, goes back to the bias I'm coming into this with and what I grew up hearing about wrestling and being and told repeatedly record, was, like... totally valid. Like, I'm, I'm listening to... There's, a, there's another podcast yeah. where it's these people watching shows from 19 years ago today. So they're, like, yeah. watching through them weekly as, you know, they, they would have taken place 19 years ago. And there are moments where the commentators literally say stuff like, tune in, ne- like, next episode to watch her walk around in a bikini. You know what I mean? Like, there's, they literally, like, they don't eat, they're not even subtle yeah. about it. Like, they literally say, like, look at those boobs. Doesn't she have great boobs? And it's like, they, they didn't even hide the fact that the women were just, like, you know, sex objects. You know what I mean? So that sort of stereotype of wrestling been like that is totally valid. Because it very much used to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah, yeah, even yeah. subtle about it. It didn't even try to pretend it wasn't like that. Yeah, so I definitely think, obviously, as you said, wrestling is, like, getting a lot better. And it's very progressive compared to when where it might have been when I was being, like, 20-plus years ago. When I grew up hearing and being told wrestling was, like, one of the lowest forms of entertainment and blah, 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 blah. So... Now, like, the cat fight maybe doesn't bug me as much, but still overall, it's just not something I enjoyed. But, like, in general, I was never going to because, again, that whole outside of the ring, yeah. like, distractions and gimmicks I'm not a fan of anyway, and I still just, eh. uh, the The feminist in me still didn't like seeing it, even if there's, even if guys do it too now. I'm still like, how about we just have no one do that? How about we just don't? You Problem just, solved. You just, <laughs> like, we've come to establish that you just don't enjoy <laughs> interference like it's when it becomes i want it too, to be about like, the dudes or or yeah. ladies or the people wrestling screw all this other nonsense but yeah uh and then i wrote again oh my god stop doing these knees to the head and neck things it's stressing me out particularly because i have a lot of neck problems my mom works with people that have like head and neck and brain injuries all the time so even though i know it doesn't it's not as bad as it looks just watching it was still like ah stop <laughs> And then my last one, and of course, Johnny loses because he started off doing better. And then I got mad at the end of the fight, the things they chose to replay of all the really cool wrestling moments, like the flying, like, scissor and some of the, like, the, the diving spear and some of those, like, the, the, what was the term you used for when they're doing the hold to hold, like? Uh, chain wrestling. Chain wrestling. There we go. Like, but they chose to replay the cat fight. And then just Johnny getting a crotch to the face and slammed in by the head do, and neck. Do you know who I, I like, think you'd really like since you seem to enjoy the chain wrestling? Mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. He's, I do not know that name. He is a British wrestler who basically that's his thing. He is like sort of the best, what, what they call it, technical wrestler in the world. You know, he's just an absolute expert at chain wrestling and like submissions and stuff like that. He just, like, out-chain wrestles his opponents and gets them into awful-looking submission holds. And that's, like, his whole thing. He just chain wrestles, like, every match and gets people into fucking horrendous-looking submissions. But, yeah, I'd be down to watch that. Again, those are all my notes, then. Yeah, I think you'd like him. Um, I've got... Speaking of British wrestling, though, I've got a really random question um, for you. Because it's, you know, it's something I... uh, 
was reading about the other day, and I figured I'd ask your opinion on it, which is, you know, we've talked before about how referees have that they have this system in wrestling where if you do something that's against the rules, the refs like like grabbing the opponent's hair or you know using the ropes to hold yourself you know in a hold or something. Um, the ref will count mm-hmm. to five, and you've yeah. got to let go by five. Mm-hmm. Well, there used to be a system in British wrestling where they didn't do a count, but instead you had three strikes. So, like, if you got caught once, you'd get a warning. Get caught a second time, you know, a warning. And then if you get caught a third time, you get disqualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Do you think that's a preferable system, or do you think the count's better? Um, I think... I. Th- I want to say I'm leaning towards the second, the new one you introduced, but that's just also because, like, maybe if I saw it in action, and I, I don't, I wouldn't know until I've watched. I would think. Imagine yeah. both. Well, sadly, sadly, that was an old thing, so yeah, it don't really happen anymore. But I, I, I thought that sounds much better to me because, like, the idea of like the five count before you get disqualified means that there's no limit how often they can do it. Yeah, they can just like do it, wait until count the four. Start yeah, exactly. doing it again, wait until the count four. Start doing it, like, whereas the free strike system, you know, means, like, there's an actual sort of set limit on how much they can cheat in a match, you know what I mean? Like, they can't just keep being dickheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I, I definitely think I would like that other system better, because, I, like you said, if you can just be a dick the entire time and get away with it, well, why wouldn't you? Like... Yeah. But yeah, I just thought I'd ask your opinion on that because I was reading about it the other day. Um, so next episode, we have to watch a, a match from sort of Ring of Honor because it's, you know, one of the largest indie promotions. Mm-hmm. And for a long time was the largest indie promotion. You know, it's sort of like, it's the it's the indie promotion. When you think of indies, you think of Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? It just is. Um, so we'll have to watch a match from that. And then we're going to watch the feud, like, the episode after. We're on to the first feud, which is Kenny Omega Okada. And then after we've watched that through, um, we're on to women's wrestling. So we're getting closer and closer to women's wrestling. But next episode will be Ring of Honor, but I don't Mm -hmm. know what match we'll watch yet. And a heads up for listeners and to you as well, Hanzo, because I interviewed for a job yesterday. If I get the job... And I'm about to go into tech week and then performance week for the opera I'm currently working on. And then I go to Mexico for a week. If I get this job, as soon as I land, like I have to start working while I'm in Mexico and then hit the ground running when I land. And the schedule will be pretty, pretty crazy. So we'll have to, there's going to be probably a bit of a break from now to our next episode. And then when I start filming them again, or recording them again it's probably gonna well for you Hans, we'll probably start recording them on weekends like on saturdays yeah. maybe if that's possible because i'm say, more likely to me. have weekends than i will have weekdays you know me i'm always sort of free so we will just work around your schedule like okay so just yeah. i might not get the job of, and then it doesn't matter but yeah. if i do my thursdays but if, but if you will do, just make it away. like rather than like one every two weeks on thursdays just do it as like one Whenever you find the time, just message me and we'll record one. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's probably what's going to happen. But yeah, just so you know, and for uh, listeners out there, the next few episodes might be fairly erratic and we can't, I can't at this moment tell you exactly how much time is going to pass between each one. And I apologize. The joys of working in freelance. Woo. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, next episode, Ring of Honor. I don't know a match because I don't have one just sort of off the top of my head that I'd like you to see. So I'll look one up and, you know, we'll watch that next episode. Uh, so keep an eye out, people. You can keep up to date with the podcast on its website, which is www.makingamark.wixsite.com or by following it on Twitter at MAMWrestling. Or if you want to follow me or Laura personally, our personal Twitter accounts are Hanzo Kurosawa for myself or Laura K483 for Laura. If you have any questions or any feedback or any match suggestions, feel free to send them in. We will reply to you. And thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks as always. And hope you enjoy the next episode whenever it may be.